Welcome to Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Where I help you go through some of the overlooked health issues that we as women go through during womanhood. Welcome to another episode of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. This is episode 10 and I'm quite happy, quite chuffed to have reached episode 10. It's been challenging at times, but consistency is the key and consistency is something that I live my life by. Thank you for joining me again. This episode is about your weight loss journey or how to start your weight loss journey, starting from a point where maybe you've never tried to lose weight before or you have tried and failed many times. This is from a point where you don't know where to start you don't know what to do how to kickstart your weight loss journey what do you do so whenever you look around nowadays there's always a headline saying how to get back into your skinny jeans or drop 10 pounds the fastest way you can do that headlines grabbing or headlines trying to grab our attention but what if losing weight is not your problem it's the not knowing where to start It's the lack of motivation and it's basically not having a scooby-doo of what you should be doing. Well, I think I can help you with that just to get you started and to allow you to provide some consistency, that routine, that habit into progressing with your weight loss. You may be one of those people that have tried all the diets, keto, paleo, low carb, low fat, all the juice diets, intermittent dieting, you're pretty good at losing weight early on in the process. Your problem is you can't seem to keep it off. For me, and I think for many, mindset is the battle. Mindset is the key. Your mindset influences how you feel, think, behave, how you act within a given situation, right? So it means that what you believe in about yourself impacts your successes and your failures. So it plays a pivotal role in determining achievement and success. Please look at psychologist Carol Dwick for more information. I've been reading up on a very interesting around mindset and ability to influence yourself. Dr. Dwick explains that mindsets are formed during the early childhood phase and it's through praising and labelling that determines how a child's mindset develops into adulthood. It's very, very interesting. So I'm going to give you a few tips on how to get started and how to stick with it until it becomes a way of life. So much so that if you don't go to the gym, if you don't have your proper diet in the day, your day just doesn't set right you haven't had a good day and then you'd put a marker under it you put a line under that day and you'd start fresh the next day this is what we want to get to we want to build some healthy habits so you need to think of dieting as a long process a consistent long process the long game we need to embrace it changing a habit changing habits requires us to repeat new behaviours over the long game, over a long period, over a long term. Couple this 
with setting realistic expectations and you could achieve sustained weight loss. Okay, so you have to repeat new behaviours and couple it with realistic expectations. So what does that actually mean? So initially you'll start off with a realistic and sustainable amount of weight to lose weekly. Now you write that down. This might look like half a pound to two pounds per week. That's pretty easy. But in the beginning, this could be more, maybe three, four pounds in the beginning because the body expels water, food and lean tissue early on. But then it will start to plateau out. So if this weight loss was set out on a graph, the loss wouldn't be linear, but more like a squiggly line trending downwards overall, like a reverse staircase with the weight loss jumping all over the place with a downward trend. So your weight loss would be trending downwards. And if it's trending downwards, you'll be on the right path. So I hope that makes sense. So maybe one week you'll lose two pounds. The following week or the third week, second week, you'll lose a pound. Then the next week you'll lose four pounds. So you're losing weight, but it's trending downwards. If you was to draw a graph, that weight loss would go up, down, up, down, up, down. But that graph would be trending downwards and that would be your weight loss. Next, I would advise you to employ professional help. As I said, long-term weight loss is about changing your current existing habits to new habits. It's about the small changes that are sustainable. So this may be a time where you could employ a professional to help you in your weight loss journey. Now, this professional could be a PT, it could be a therapist, it could be a registered dietitian or healthcare professional. Patience and persistence is needed at this stage and it's somewhere that a professional could help you with. You could have an undiagnosed eating disorder and it could be anything. It could be around restriction, dieting restrictions. You don't eat particular foods. Why don't you eat particular foods? A therapist or a counsellor can identify and help you with that issue. You could employ a PT to take you through a gym plan how you would use your weights in the gym how would you manage your form how do you choose a weight how do you know which are the best weights for you so you might need someone to help you and assist you in these early parts of your weight loss journey now the weight loss journey is a hard one i'm not going to lie it's a solo project that can affect your family it can affect your friendships so these people need to be on board and need to know what you're doing and of course, you're going to have to explain to them why. So one thing that I found that helps with my weight loss journey and has helped with my weight training and anything else that can be quite challenging, you need to be accountable and you can find or, you know, get an accountability person, someone that keeps a tab on what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're doing it. So I have an accountability coach, someone who isn't a close friend that keeps me on track. She's marvellous. So what I do, I submit weekly check-ins, which are absolutely key. OK, put my weight on there, take a few photos, put down what I'm eating. And it's usually tracked week in, week out. And I send that to my accountability coach. 
She keeps me on track with my weight loss. She keeps me on track with my weight training. So that's something that you can look into. You need to be accountable. Something else that can help you is food tracking. I've spoken about this before. Research suggests that those who track their foods are more successful with losing weight and keeping it off. It's a useful tool until new habits kick in. So keep doing it until it becomes the norm for you. You can review that episode eight of my podcast called Diet, Nutrition and Macros. Also episode nine, macro counting. I've spoken about this as well. Tracking foods will give you a better idea of what a serving of 60 grams of oat porridge or 100 grams of rice looks like. What it looks like sat in your bowl or your plate. Or how many almonds are there in 25 grams serving. Foods can be tracked. Or you can write uh, a food diary, which I highly recommend. And also you can take photos as well. It doesn't have to be written. You can take photos. You can also use a calorie counting app or combination of all of these. If you've never tracked your calories before, it may be a good place to start so that you become familiar with portion sizes and macronutrients. But one word of advice is calorie counting can become obsessive. And it's happened to me. It can become obsessive. Basically, I count everything that I eat. I weigh everything that I eat. But this is because going to the gym, lifting weights, doing competitions for me is a way of life. So because of that, I track everything that goes into my body. I need to know what's going in there. So this is where it can sort of backfire, leaving you out of touch with your hunger levels and relying on an app to tell you when and what to eat. So it can become obsessive where you can't really assess how hungry you are, but you're going to rely on an app to say, oh, I need to eat at 10, you need to eat at 12 or you need to eat at three and exactly what you need to eat. So you've got to be careful of that. Working with a registered dietitian or PT and looking at diet is within a PT scope can help you figure out the best tracking approach and also review your your needs so you have accountability. Another thing that might be good for you is maybe could you put away the scales? Is that something that you could do? Maybe not. Maybe the scales are the best thing for you. Studies show that those who monitor their weight lost more of it. That's right. You've got to remember that a scale is a measure of everything in your body. It doesn't measure fat and you do not lose or gain fat overnight. The scales measure mostly fluid, also bones, organs, fat and muscle and goes up or down depending on whether you've pooped for the day, whether you've eaten a salty meal or even worked out in the gym as the muscles are swollen and the swelling happens because of inflammation caused by water retention and this happens when you lift weights. Daily weigh-ins, in my opinion, do more harm than good for some people. Weighing once a week on the same day at the same time, which is what I do, might be better for others, might be better for you, but that's what I do. Weighing every day can make you anxious. Some people need to know, how much do I weigh today? You need to get that from your mind. Focus on your training, focus on the process. 
not about losing the weight. So focus on the process and therefore measure yourself, weigh yourself once a week. You weigh yourself, you take a measurement of your hips or a measurement of your waist. Do it like that. For some, the scales need to go. If you begin to obsess over the numbers and it stresses you out, ditch the scales. There are other ways to measure your progress. You can track other metrics. Some of my clients don't even see the scales move from one week to another. But it doesn't mean that there's no changes. It doesn't mean that you're not losing weight. What it actually means is that they're losing in other ways. If weekly weigh-ins are stressing you out, why not try taking waist measurements and progress photos once a week? Losing five pounds of fat compared to five pounds of muscle is the same. However, muscle takes up less space. So you'll start to see your body composition change. And this will definitely keep you motivated. So you can come off the scales, start taking pictures, start looking at the way your clothes are fitting you. But in addition to how you look, take a stock on how you feel. How's your activity levels, your cholesterol levels, your blood sugar numbers? What are they saying? If you know what they were before you started your weight loss, what are they now? Have they improved? Include goals around what your body can do rather than how it looks. And this can be motivation in itself. Just thinking about that. Exercising. For weight loss, we work with the 80-20 rule. That's 80% food, 20% gym. So food plays more of a role in weight loss and how you look than going to the gym. Okay, But the gym still matters. Exercise still matters for keeping weight off along with other benefits. If you are sedentary, if you're sat at a desk all day, please start moving. You will just normally, you will just start burning calories. That's just the long and short of it. If you don't know where to start, how about walking? And I've spoken about that. Episode six is called Walking Back to Happiness. The most underrated form of exercise that there is. What I'd like you to do is to create small, realistic goals. Say 15 minutes per day and work up to like 30 minutes a day. This could be just walking. If you currently walk 2,000 steps per day, work up to 4,000 steps per day and increment every couple of weeks. Do not run. (laughs) Do not run before you can walk. Next, I'd like you to add in some weight training. You can lift weights or use your body as the weight. So you're not carrying any weights, you're just using your body as the weight. Do that once a week. Then increase to like two times per week. Strength training builds muscle and muscle burns calories. There's one thing you need to remember. Strength training builds muscle and muscle burns calories. You'll still burn when you're away from the gym up to 24 hours later if you are lifting weights. Cardio is great too. Not going to lie. Cardio is great. I was a cardio baby. Cardio is good. But when we're at this stage of life, perimenopause, menopause, weightlifting, is essential. You need to lift something up and you need to put something down. What is also good is a combination. Cardio, strength and maybe some hits, some high intensity interval training is also a good balance. So if we can look at hits, high intensity interval training, maybe twice a week, do cardio once a week and resistance maybe two to three times a week. I know you're saying, oh my God, I'm spending my life in the gym, but in effect, you're not. 
because I advocate nothing more than an hour. You don't need to do no more than an hour in the gym. Progressively increasing your exercise intensity and frequency will help you stick to your diet. Another thing you can do, you can increase your fiber. Now, calorie deficit is needed for weight loss, okay? But instead of focusing what to restrict, how about looking at what you can add? Now, the body breaks down proteins, carbs, and fats, those are your macros, into nutrients, which is absorbed by the body. If you eat more calories than your body needs, the extra is stored as fat, okay? However, the body doesn't really absorb or store fiber. It passes through the stomach and the intestines, largely unabsorbed, and gets bulked up, and then you poop it out. (laughs) Yeah? Okay. So look at some fruits, look at whole grains, nuts, seeds, beans, veg. By making these priority on your plate at most meal times, you're automatically shifting the calorific consumption of your meal. Fibre also expands in your stomach. So that sends signals to the brain that you're full. Increase protein. I mean, we've spoken about this on previous episodes. Along with fibre, eat protein with every meal, especially breakfast. It's been observed that high-protein breakfasts give less cravings and you eat less later on in the day. So you're talking about chicken, eggs, tofu, kefir, Greek yogurt, 0% fat. Load up on your proteins for breakfast and those will carry you throughout the day. If we recap, protein is digested slowly and it stays in the stomach longer. It suppresses the hunger hormone ghrelin. So you just feel full majority of the day. Lastly, if you feel overwhelmed in any way regarding your weight loss, start small. Don't try to tackle everything all at once. Start slowly and understand the process and what is best for you. In order to lose weight and keep fit and keep it off, you need to totally embrace a long-term mentality and consistent mentality and focus on small habit changes. Get help for accountability, track foods and measure them. Move your body from time to time, go to the gym and focus on eating fibre, protein, carbs and good fats at mealtimes. Don't do it all at once, bit by bit, almost. Bit by bit will always help. Take it slowly. Thank you guys for listening. Do look at my website dnicefitness.co.uk got a few freebies on there we've got some macro counting ebooks for you to look at and also food tracking ebook for you as well there's also a water ebook that's been up there for for some time but do log in and do download those ebooks they will be so beneficial for you in your weight loss journey next episode we'll be talking about creatine and the wonders of it Thank you for joining me for this episode of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Please stay tuned for future episodes and do please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram at dnice.fitness, that's a D-N-Y-C-E, or via my website, dnicefitness.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you, and if you have questions of your own, 
or need advice about your health and well-being or womanhood in general, please do send them through my way and I'll respond directly and also in future episodes. This podcast has been brought to you by D-Nice Fitness and produced by the great team at the Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Denise Campbell. Have a wonderful week. Until next time.